Hello, folks. Welcome to Notoriously Episcopalian, a podcast of sermons from me, Kelly Hudlow, an itinerant Episcopal priest in Alabama. Thanks for listening. This is a sermon for the first Sunday of Advent, November 27, 2022, offered at the Episcopal Church of the Messiah in Heflin, Alabama. The principal text for the sermon is Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14, and Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 through 44. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A few weeks ago, when we had to change our clocks to go back to regular time from daylight savings time, I realized that I only had two clocks left that I had to manually adjust to the time change. My, um, my, rich, my wristwatch... Um, and the car or the clock in my car. Those were the only two things that I had to go in and manually change because everything else in my life that tells time is either connected to the internet or to a cell signal. And so it, they just automatically updated to the new time. In the olden days, pre-cell phones, right, you would have to go around your house and change all of the clocks on the stove and your alarm clocks, and, and it was a real anxiety come Sunday morning if you forgot to change your alarm clock the night before because you were never quite sure what time it was when you woke up. But in the modern age, we really only have to pay attention to our clocks maybe twice a year and maybe not even at all these days. Before modern technology, people judged the time of day not based off of a clock on their wrist or on the wall, but instead by just walking outside and looking to see where the sun was in the sky. That meant that the time that they might say it was would vary depending on their location. And the lengths of days would change based on the season of the year. And since time was marked by the sun, once it went down, you never really knew what time it was. Where we started taking time seriously was when we began to try to sail around the world. Before this, we were content to just go out and sort of guess what the time was. For a long time, most ships stayed close to the coastlines, right? So you could sail because you could see the shore on one side of the ship, and that's how you would navigate. But when we were ready to go to farther places, we had to figure out how we could leave the safety of the shore and navigate without being able to see it. Latitude, right, so that measurement of north-south off the equator was pretty easy. The Greeks figured that out a long time ago. And you could figure out where you were latitude-wise, again, by looking at the angle of the sun. But the trick was figuring out longitude, right, those lines that run up and down and tell us how far east and west that we are. Sailors began to realize that the key to knowing where you were longitudinally was being able to tell what time it was when you left and what time it was on the boat you were on at that moment. You could calculate the distance and because the earth spins 360 degrees in a single day, you could do a simple calculation and figure out where you were on the map. So for sailors to know 
where they were going and where they were at that moment, they had to know what time it was. And so we invented clocks that would work even at sea to be able to tell time, to know where we were so that we could get to where we were going. This Sunday, we begin a new season in the church year. It is the beginning of the season of Advent. The colors have changed. The Advent wreath has come out. And this is a time for us as Christians where we can reset our clocks to be back on God's time. It's a time to look to where we have been over the past year, where we are in sort of our spiritual journey, where we are as a people of faith. But it is also a time to remind ourselves where we are going to. And so it's crucial for us to know what time it is. Now, Christians count time and understand time differently than the rest of the world, right? We don't think in hours and days and weeks and months. We talk about liturgical seasons and and we count Sundays after the Feast of Pentecost and we mark our time and make it sacred because we know that we are part of God's story and that we are on God's time. So as a people of faith, when we think about our history, right, our timeline, we know that our story begins with creation, when the love of the triune God was so great that it overflowed and created the universe that we live in. And then we know sort of the next part of our history is the people of Israel, which is this ongoing love story of God longing for true relationship with creation and God's people responding to that love by striving to live lives that honor the God that created them. And then we know that there's this very important part of our history, part of our timeline, and that's when Jesus comes. That's when God changes everything by entering into the story. And then comes the church, which is where we are now, right? And the church has been given everything it needs to sustain itself in this moment while looking towards the future. And that future, we have a fancy church word for it, we call the eschaton, which means the end. Now, for a lot of folks, it's scary. And when we hear sort of Jesus talking about the end times uh, in the gospel reading, about sort of two people will be working and then one will be gone, it can create anxiety. But that's why we need to remind ourselves that the eschaton is when God will transform the world with God's grace and justice. Paul writes to the early church we hear this morning, you know what time it is. You know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. As the church, we forever live in the season of Advent, even when the wreath is not out. We live in a world created out of the abundance of God's love that has been forever changed by the first coming of Jesus, but that is still waiting for the victorious conclusion to the story. And the good news is that we have everything we need to live in this moment. We have received the Holy Scriptures, the Holy Spirit, the gift of the church and of the sacraments. And so we can hear Paul's call and know that it is now time to wake up. 
and to keep awake. We're called to live in a state of readiness and to not be distracted by the world's desires. Even though we are still waiting for a new day to dawn, we're called to live as though the sun is already shining. We're also called to resist the temptation to give in to the anxiety of this world and its way of marking time and seeking certainty. For many of us, our lives are so planned that there is hardly a minute unaccounted for and there is rarely a question that goes unanswered because we can just take out our phone and Google it. We think we need to have a time set for everything and an answer for every question. But on this first Sunday of Advent, I hope you hear the good news that Jesus himself tells us, which is about that day and hour no one knows, not the angels or the Son, only the Father. Jesus is giving you permission and saying that it's okay if you don't have everything planned and sorted. We don't have to know everything, and we don't have to know when everything is supposed to happen. Our waiting isn't about the certainty of exact plans, but is instead about being ready. And the way we are made ready is by doing the work of preparing ourselves and the world around us for Jesus to come again. After this morning's gospel, after Jesus' warning to be ready, he goes on to offer several parables about being faithful and being always awake and ready. His teachings end with the parable of the judgment of the nations, right? When the nations are brought before the throne and sheep go on one side and goats go on the other side. And the way that they are sorted is by how they treated the hungry and the thirsty and the stranger and the prisoner. And Jesus says, what you did for these people, you did to me. Advent is our invitation to reset our clocks. It serves as a reminder that Jesus has come and that we are preparing for his return. It is a reminder that we know the end of the story, but that we are responsible for writing our chapter in it right now. We know where we are going, even if we don't know when we will get there. But we are called to keep our time and to mark our waiting with service and hope. And we can hope because as Paul reminds us, our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first became believers. The night is far gone and the day is near. Amen.